frustrating when people. Well, there was so there was yeah. It, it, he brought that up before. We have had like a topic that we've been saving to bring up on a podcast, mm-hmm. which is basically just audience etiquette at shows. But we're we were talking more smaller shows, like saying to go see something, yeah, like at, 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 at Smith's, Smith's old bar. You know what I mean? Right. Because I don't know if it's just me getting older nowadays or whatever, but I mean, I can't tolerate shit that I used to be able to tolerate. Yeah. Where it almost makes me like I don't feel like going out. It's hard in bar situations when you've got it's, artists and then there's a bar back here and there are people who are completely disconnected from from the show. And it's not just people talking, you right. know. Either I mean, there's people that do some stuff nowadays. I mean, first of all, you know, people like you are the problem. Tall yes. guys. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> I always tell I people. I always tell people, listen, yeah, I'll meet up with you at the show, and I'll say, it'll be easy to find me. Just look for the tallest guy in the place, and he's standing right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it I, does happen to him, though. I've, right. seen, I've been there. And I, I feel like, bad about that. And the thing is, yeah. for me, I would, I would stand at the back. You or would. Right. I would, but my wife is 5'1". Uh, so I, if we're together, I'm screwing her by standing in the back. So enjoy the show, honey. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, you know, and that's, but, uh, but I love that people don't even, you know, if, if you're pushing into a an audience situation yeah. where it is crowded and people are kind of I mean people well, that are really tall will just come through and just and stop settle right, right in front, in front of you. Yeah, where my nose crazy. is literally resting against the small of your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Well, and he's he's seen me fuck around before. Brian's yeah. seen me he'll, like he'll be like as close as I am to the microphone and he'll just be like <laughs> Well there was one show where I started resting my head on the guy's back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and, and he was cracking up, you know. Yeah. Like, you know well, what? Look, on our in our defense, just <laughs> tall people. Have, just because we have superior genes doesn't mean yeah, we I have know. to stand <laughs> somewhere else. I'm just saying, look, tall people out there that don't have wives that are five one, just do us a favor, stand in the back, will you? Or or, or at least be conscious of where you're standing, you know. If, uh, I've begun to realize that when you go to a show it I stopped going to see movies. Same reason, a long time ago. People want to shut up. Oh yeah, and oh, I, I, and now when I do, for whatever reason, find myself in a movie theater. This goes back to what we started talking about in the beginning. I just sort of, I, I go in thinking this is going to somebody, some jerk is going to be gonna, there, and they're going to ruin. And, and like ruin I've, my I'm, I'm built yeah. into it, so it doesn't ruin my experience. If it's a right, halfway right. decent movie, I'll rent it later, and I'll really enjoy it the yeah. way it's supposed to be enjoyed. Um, and and the same thing in mostly when I go to. To see music, you know, I just sort of assume I mean, you can't go anywhere without there being some idiot. I mean, I it's know. just yeah. <laughs> people are stupid when you get more than ten of them together. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. People are great one on one, two, three, four. Right. You get you get that eleventh person into the mix, and yeah. people are just lose all niceties and everything, mob craziness. <laughs> and, and, you know, sort of takes and over. yeah, the talking and of course on the cell phones and I yeah, mean, yeah, I can't believe people uh. will be out in a crowd somewhere. And screaming right. at the tops of their yeah, lungs yeah. into a cell phone, yeah. well, and not know, even think to all right, let me go out into the hallway. I mean, or go, at least go outside, text, you know. At yeah. least text yeah, yeah. if you're at a show. I, I have I have this theory that about movie theaters of that because I noticed at some point in the mid '90s or something, you go to a th- movie. And it was just so loud. Oh, yeah, like yeah. the movie was just, <laughs> yeah, just, right. just you know, you know, yeah. and I and I worked it back. I reverse engineered the problem <laughs> to the point where the, the crowd started getting too loud for the movie. So then the people put the movies in, oh, we're going to overwhelm Make the crowd. Right, right. And then the crowd probably said, hey, fuck that. Yeah, we can step it up yeah, yeah. too. And then you get to the point where like The Rock comes out in 1997 <laughs> or something or whatever it came out. And you can, you got to have earplugs <laughs> <laughs> to be able to take the film and the crowd. Because I've heard, I really have, uh, I've, I've been <laughs> at music shows where they're singing a ballad or something and the person 
is at one level talking, and then you know either the ballad breaks into something heavy or the Gets next song is heavy, and, and the person behind, I can play that. Two can play at this game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> she cranks. I am not done over right. here. <laughs> at oh, least women it's... can be pretty at the same time. Guys yeah, who are jerks right. like that is like, oh, you just want to no excuse. You, you just for a moment, I wish I was a violent right. person. Well, the other thing I hate too, and you get this a lot at like. I feel like the Chastain type shows too. Like when you get that certain crowd, like probably Phillips. If I went to like a big show, maybe like a U two or mm-hmm. something like that, oh, I would suspect Dome. that that. Well, but I mean, at like a Phillips or a Georgia Dome, I like hear you. A big expensive show. Um, I feel like this would be the same thing. You get these people that come out that really don't drink very often, right. and now mm-hmm. they're out at this big event. This is a major thing. Oh yeah, and they it's just amateur obliterate night. themselves, yeah. and then. You know, they're complete, and they almost right. literally, like, you're joking about it. Like, well, I'm not going to take that from them. Right. They actually no. maybe get to that point where they're thinking, well, this band, right. they're so loud. I'm just going to talk louder because right. I can be louder. Or how about the fact that the experience itself doesn't really mean anything? Yeah. Like, to, just to relax, sit back, and take in the band, take in everything. More than once, I've been at a show where I hear people on the phone say, yeah, I'm here. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're playing it right now. The whole thing is just to tell people you were there when they're exactly. playing it, right. not exactly. actually having the experience right. of holy cow. Right. Yeah. It used you know? to be. It used to be just buy a concert T-shirt. <laughs> right. Look, I was there. Now it's uh, you have to be there. No, you gotta hear this. They're playing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and as the as the microphone's overmodulating, that's exactly that's exactly what, what my ear like. sounds like. Right. Exactly. Yeah, when I'm uh, when I'm at that concert. <laughs> <laughs> but there was there was. So two Two more True. things. There was two more things on my audience etiquette list, and a uh, the number two was uh, dancing. Yeah. All right. Like <laughs> I, I love to go to see you know especially like a blues or a, a jazz show. Ira's I love a big see. dancer. Ira loves dancing. No, my no, no. wife. He oh. needs his no, no, space. No, 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 no. I'm not a dancer. This is the thing. <laughs> oh. But I mean, have you been to like a pack show where somebody says, "Well, I'm going to start dancing with my wife." And it doesn't matter who's around me. Yeah. We're just going to go. slam everybody, <laughs> and they're just going to get out of the way. Yeah. My I, wife and I argue about this because she dances. She loves she does. dance. Yeah. And I don't dance at all. Right. I mean, if I have to, a slow dance in a wedding or whatever, that's about it. Right. But I, ha- I have no understanding of facing another human being right. and kind of moving around. I have no idea what that's about. <laughs> I, I listen to music on headphones, and I'll start jumping around right, or right, something right. to the music. But I just you're looking at each other, and <laughs> right, it's right. like, well, I'll move my arms. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't watch Watch your feet. I'm going to step on my I think we're <laughs> dancing. Is this? Yes, it is. But my wife isn't a deadhead, but she, yeah. when she does start dancing, oh, she, starts, she starts doing the hippie dance. No, no, dance? she starts oh. doing the hippie dance, oh. but she is as oblivious to as the world the, as some. She doesn't do the gotcha. twirly thing. but She doesn't do the, the. And she would say to you, Ira, fuck you. Fuck you. I right. feel like dancing. I, well, and that's, that's what everybody. Well, and it always happens when, like, you know, I'm at a show with my wife, and we do find the perfect spot, and we're yeah. so happy to be where we are, and we're having the greatest concert experience, and of course, the people right in front of us just Contestants start. Contestants, number one. Just start dancing <laughs> and pushing us. I mean, they'll literally elbow you. And just like boom, and like, hey, I'm dancing. We're at a concert. Right. Slow slam dance. And 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 suddenly, within within thirty seconds, I'm at the back of the room. <laughs> well, then you there's know? that similar thing where, an, like, somebody's so kooky and crazy. There was a guy like that at the um, the new Master Sounds show that we played. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if it was on the other, going on mostly on the other side of the stage, but in the middle for a little while. Some people are these crazy like. They're kind of known, maybe even around town. Sometimes, yeah. like, oh, here's that weird guy that does the dance. Oh, yeah, this yeah. weird woman, <laughs> yeah. and people like clear the floor. Oh, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, now I got to be like ten feet back right, further right. because they've got to. Sp- 
clear some room for some of this right. crazy it's action. It's like enabling, and then the next yeah. time they show up, they know the room's going to be now, cleared for them, right? Right. Oh, and, and it's I, like, just shove them up and yeah. make them stop dancing. I have to say, I mean, this is going to sound hypocritical, but when I was at that show, you checking that, you guys out, no, 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 <laughs> there were some break dancers there, like professional oh, break really? dancers. Yeah. I didn't and see they were that. in the back. They oh, were yeah. trying to be courteous, I have to admit. Yeah. And they were in the back, and there was a little space. Okay. But then a bunch of other people started coming in, of course, as right. always. Me and right. my wife are standing right, <laughs> right, where, right, right where they started dancing. And they were pretty badass. Yeah. I have to admit. And I was like, you know, if this was a different situation and I, it wasn't so packed in here, I really would want to see you do this. There's right. quality involved it in this was. performance. It, it, it but was I came good. to see this other performance tonight. I know. <laughs> so <laughs> choose my performance. All right. And this is the number one thing that I've seen that I can't believe I've seen at a show. And I've seen it much more than, more than two or three times. And uh, I am a big blues head. I go see yes. a lot of blues shows and blah, blah, blah. And I am a harmonica Oh, I know player. exactly what this is. You know yes. exactly what yeah. you're saying? There's something about... The harmonica. harmonica, okay, and there's there's harmonica players that play them professionally and whatever. Yes. You know, we're still we play whatever, and then there's people that just have harmonicas and it's they a very think portable. They device. can pull them out and play while somebody else is. Pl- oh, I've never <laughs> seen. This. Have you never seen? I must be too well, it, in my it usually suburban <laughs> lifestyle. I don't know. I, I have not seen. this. No, it's just because you don't go to blues show. It's yeah. usually a blues show. Can you imagine right. that um, embarrassed feeling you start to get? Like because you know, it gets it gets like you know the audience at blues shows is blues people, right. but there is some part percentage of that blues audience that they think I you know I it's play a harmonica <laughs> and and they're out in the crowd thinking that they're playing along to the band and they're also thinking that people are digging that right oh, like oh my god this guy's playing along to the band <laughs> like people are going to go home and tell him about yeah. the guy and in a good way right. that for is, some reason oh, that's yeah. what's going yeah. on yeah. The, oh, there's this guy next to me who I couldn't barely hear the yeah. band anymore but he was such a good harmonica like oh, that's yeah, going to yeah. happen yeah. and uh, it's going to get discovered it probably irritates me the most because I am a harmonica player and I would never in you know my of wildest course. dreams ever do anything like that but uh, that uh, yeah, I, know, I, I was the, flabbergasted when I saw that not, and I've seen it more than once it's not just the harmonica and the blues because uh, when we were talking about McCartney on the air yeah. after he played Piedmont Park um, somebody called in and said that a woman yeah. standing right next to him the whole night had a tambourine oh all oh, night oh long. Oh, my God. Really? Out of rhythm, <laughs> against what was going on. on the, oh. and, and this what is just wrong like, with really, people? Do you really think this is what I want? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, well, I'd rather it would have been. I'm right. glad I was over by the idiot sorority girl. Right. At least I can, I'm used to that. But nothing is worse when somebody starts doing a counter rhythm. Oh. You, know, oh, you ever have God. somebody next to you who's, who's, yeah. who's tapping yeah. out of time? Right. And it's just like, well, I'm trying to get into this thing over here. Let them create Try the magic. Try a whole school of elementary school students. (laughs) Me and my buddy go up there to do like these fun songs sometimes that we write for them and if it gets into something, they love to start clapping. God bless them. I want them to be into it. (laughs) But... It's the wrong. I don't know. Rhythm must come after fifth grade, right? Yeah, because it's <laughs> god awful and it just grates on me. I think me. it becomes for, for for them. It becomes as long as we all clap in unison, we're right. <laughs> yeah, but no. it doesn't mean that there's, there's no right unison you. out there. Like, oh, right. really? oh, they're Trust. all like clap, clap. Uh, There's like two claps maybe that are in unison, uh-huh. right. and then after that, it just starts <laughs> to become that wave. Of <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? It's just terrible. Wait, I, I just want to put a capper on my harmonica story though. The, the, really the best story is well, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> is this his number one, Eric? <laughs> well, it was my number one, Peppy. you know, thing that just audience. Blew me out. Well, my buddy Reese, who plays in a band called the Casanovas Blues Band, and uh, this happened to him once. He was playing a show. I don't know where it was, and there was some guy out in the audience playing harmonica. And he's, a, you know, Reese is a harmonica player, 
and uh, you're not going to get these guys to stop. I mean, they're drunk. You could yell at them. Right. You could do whatever you want. And uh, for those that don't play harmonica, each the reason you need so many harmonicas is because each harmonica is in one key. Right. You know, so whatever. So this guy's playing harp. Reese is in the middle of a song with his band. Tells the band to stop in the middle of the song. Looks out at the guy and he yells, "Hey, we're in C." <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's like playing A up. or something. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't just just that he was playing terrible; he was right, at a kick. Right. You think a harmonica player? He should know <laughs> well, what key to be in. These guys that are playing out in the audience they're not <laughs> harmonica players; they just happen to have a harmonica. Well, you know that comes around too, though. Like to the people singing, you know. I, I like when I get it, when I'm at a show and I know the word, you know, it does feel good to like let it loose. But I, I do stop and think like if I'm right next to somebody, yeah. they don't want to hear me right, singing, right, you know, yeah. I don't want to hear me singing, right. but they they definitely don't want to hear me singing. So, you know, sometimes I do the thing where I just like mouth it or I just sing it to where like I can hear my voice in my head kind of thing singing along, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's even a thing, too, sometimes. Like, I don't want to hear that drunk, belligerent fool next to me or the woman who thinks (laughs) that. Yeah, they're just screaming out the lyrics. It's like I am here to see a show. It's funny. Like, being out of key, I saw Elvis Costello and uh, Steve Naive together. And I think it's called the Ford Theater. It's it's an outdoor uh, theater across from the Hollywood Bowl. I think it's called the Ford Theater. I'm not sure. Um, But he did. L.A. So I've seen him a million times. Not a million times, but a lot of times. I never see him do my bloody Valentine. Not my bloody Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> my funny my Valentine. Funny. My bloody Valentine. <laughs> and he just does a knockout great version of it on. Yeah. Uh, I think it's. I'm not. I, uh, it's on Taking Liberties. I think. And I'd never seen him do it before. And he just his voice is perfect for it. It's just fantastic. And you know the song done by a million people. It's a very, you know, just slow song. So he gets about, I don't know, maybe thirty seconds into you know. My funny Valentine. Yeah. Some guy in the crowd. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> know the moment. You know? Yeah. <laughs> know the moment. A little thought on time and place. <laughs> right. But yeah, but I bet you a lot of people started laughing their asses off. They did, but did. I, yeah, I know. It's the only time I ever saw that two minute, 30 seconds. Right. It's, not even, it's like two minutes and 10 seconds long of this you. song. You know? <laughs> it blew the whole thing. Blew it. But, uh, but you can go the other way too, you know. Sometimes bands, you hear all these stories about bands overreacting to the audience, and you know, like Ryan Adams is famous for basically shutting down shows and telling oh, people really? off, and like if anybody has anything that happens, he'll yell at them. Right, I mean, right. It got to the point. It got to the point where people started going to the shows to yeah. see who he would yell yeah, at, right. you know, or why he would get pissed what off. Incident and, is going to happen. <laughs> walk away, and there's you know you have to have restraint. Restraint on that end yeah. too. I think you know yeah. there are people who who are not talking loud, and there's people who are not pulling out their harmonicas, yeah. and they may seem like the minority to you, but this is their shot to see you. This is yeah. their moment. And one of the I've always had a lot of respect for Nick Lowe because I saw him. I mean, I like him anyway, um, but I saw him in a in a club and that Nick Cave probably. Oh, not the bad scene. Not the bad. Yeah, that's scenes. what I, I think I was this thinking is, about uh, that too. This yeah. is a cruel to be kind, Nick Lowe from. England, and uh, so I guess Nick Cave's from England too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this place probably would hold a thousand people, and I think maybe there were fifty in the room. Oh, wow! You know, and and that sucks. my it's wife and lot. I, <laughs> my wife and I were like, oh, what a drag. I'd seen yeah. him open for Elvis before, but I'd never seen him do a full show. Yeah, and talk about professional. 
I mean, he just walked up there. It was full band. He never yeah. mentioned that it was a light room. Right. Nothing did everything. Yeah. I mean, just threw his heart into the whole show. And that was 15 years ago. Yeah. And I still have this great memory of seeing Nick Lowe doing this great show. And the number of people that were in the audience, although at that moment seemed like a big deal to me, it's not even in my memory, really. Right. It's just, wow, you know, that, that right. version of peace, love, and understanding or whatever. Um, and that, to me, is so much better than, like, the stories you hear about, you know, Ryan Adams. I think Joe Jackson yeah. was uh, – was, uh, was it Joe Jackson? Yeah, Joe Jackson was from, from uh, Best Friends Girl. Yeah. Because I no, think of Michael Jackson's – Father, but it's the same <laughs> yeah. name, right? It is the yeah, same name, Joe but it's Jackson. very different guy. But yeah. he was known. He was known for that. The too. Squeeze. He was. He was he no, no, no. He no. was. Uh, he was. Uh, he was with some other band, but he's known as for his own stuff. Okay. Um, Look sharp. One of the best albums of all time. And now a Taco Bell commercial <laughs> with uh, See, one more time. This is, this is another major difference between your show and our show. We don't have computers in front of us. I yeah, know. we can't just look can it up. Google shit real quick. <laughs> but Look Sharp, one yeah. of the best rock and roll albums of all time. It has my best friend's girl and. All these uh, great songs. He was known for doing that kind of stuff. And it just sort of turned me off to it. And I've never seen Ryan Adams live, even though I, yeah. like, I dig his music, because I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> right, right. I don't want to be part of awkward situations. Yeah. You know, it's just, I'm here. It's funny. I hadn't Play heard about me. that that much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he went through a period a couple of years you know, ago where it was really bad. Kevin Kenny told me he saw Ricky Lee Jones once. Oh, yeah? <laughs> just screaming hard. Because <laughs> yeah. we were talking about this because, you know, Kevin does the solo stuff and he was driving and crying. And I always yeah. thought this because I used to do stand-up comedy. Mm. And when you'd be in a light room or a heckler or whatever, I would think to myself, man, I wish I was in a rock band right now because we could just turn up the amps right. and yeah. just go into our own world Blast and, and it, make yeah. this happen. And so he's Kevin is on both sides of that. You know, he does the folk thing, solo right. thing, where if somebody's heckling or loud yeah. or whatever, you can't you get away from it. it right? yeah, but it. when yeah. he's driving and crying, they can literally just, you know, sort, yeah. of, Blow them out. sort of overpower them. And, uh, you know, we had a co- conversation much like this, and he's the same way. I mean, you have to, you have to assume that most of the people are there with the right attitude. Yeah. And yeah. you can't let one person ruin it for everybody. Well, it's a funny thing, too, with, like, when you reverse it, the band etiquette side of it. You were talking about uh, Nick Lowe and, you know, being in a thousand place arena that only had like 50 people. That's one of those tough things on the band side of it, because, you know, I've always heard about things. Most famously, I remember reading in uh, a Stevie Ray Vaughan autobiography about him. You know, it didn't matter if there was 10 people or 10,000 people. He played, played the, the same exact way. You know, he mm-hmm. 100% effort. Well, he was a little and in his own head. He was <laughs> at <maybe>. the time. <laughs> but, you know, I and mean, we've been in this situation. We've played in front of, you know, great crowds. We've played in front, in front of nobody. And there definitely is something that you feed off of that great mm-hmm. crowd. Yeah. Right. So it's tough. And I... And I guess more than anything, I really commend somebody who can do that. Just get out there and put that whole thing yeah. aside and just get out there and really we, give we, it We've every, always every, been pretty good with no, that, I think though. we and have. People have said that to us before. Yeah. You guys, even if there's only five people here, you do the – Right. Yeah. Well, I know that we no, – walk- but, it, but, it but it's hard. Like mentally yeah. it's hard because yeah. you're – you know, you just – you're especially depending on the size of the venue, you might be thinking, you know – Maybe normally we would stretch this set out. Maybe right. we're just thinking, you know, we'll just definitely end it when the time is right. up. So it's like that kind of yeah. thing. And it's not that you don't enjoy playing those songs, but it is something that it's like you get out there in the anticipation, who's going to be there, how many people, and then it's just, oh, and it's and it's tough. See, and it's I, hard I, on, as a as a musician, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, but I, and I think it is, obviously, it, it's difficult. Um, I know that for me, when I left that venue that night, that Nick Lowe show, I felt like, that guy said to me, 
hey, Eric, you paid 25 bucks to yeah, be here. right. And yeah. you came here to see a show. Yeah. And this is the show you came to yeah, see, and exactly. I'm, I'm going to deliver it to you. You, said, you know, I may have wanted a whole bunch of other people to pay 25 bucks. Yeah. But all right. that being you're said, here. you paid your 25 yeah, bucks, right. and so you're going to get the show that you paid for. And I think that it, it's like anything else. Um, you know, there's a certain level of professionalism to that. Yeah. You know, where, where, where he obviously has been around so long and has been – after a certain point, you've been through everything. Yeah. No matter what you do for, yeah. for any kind of performance. I mean, think about actors and actresses that are in movies. Uh, as opposed to actors and actresses who are on stage, yeah, see, they course. have to deal with that too. You know, yeah. you're in a play, yeah. and you they open it up, and there's you know 25 people scattered yeah. about in a place that could hold 3,000 yeah. or something, right. and you got to go out there and and be in character. Now, right. actors and actresses who do movies, all they have to worry about is Monday morning. Uh, what what did, what were the receipts? Right. Did it fail? Did right. it fly? And that could, that has its own level of anxiety. They and, don't have and, to sit in that know, empty. But theater. they don't. Right, yeah. right. If they're playing to empty houses, yeah. you know, they don't have to feel it yep. you know um so it i always kind of respected the uh the actors that do it on stage a little more because number yeah. one they're doing the same thing over and over yeah. and over again much like a band when they get yeah. a certain set well, at least you know, with that though there is a script at least you know what right. you're gonna do and yeah you can stay it in should it should be the same you know yeah. with a band there really is more of a get you know a feed type thing. Well, you know, maybe from that's true. There's I mean, feed, I don't know much about theater. There's a feed. Well, the thing, thing too is like in the crowd, theater, yeah, from the crowd, in a theater, you, you expect them to be quiet, so it should technically sound the same. Yeah, it's just, but it, but it is. It's but that if you thing, look it's out an, there, it's if an you pull those thing. curtains and you're an yeah. actor and you see a full house, yeah, it's and internal. There's that yeah. ah going on as opposed to. Well, it's opening night, and there's you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it has it, it affects yeah, you know it, it affects what you're doing, and they deal with the same thing. Yeah. Like the movie actors don't deal with cell phones and stuff. Yeah. Now this is a big problem on Broadway now. You know, right. so, you know, you're in the middle of some kind of like you know some really important off. scene that the whole damn thing is pivoting on, yeah. and somebody the cell phone and <laughs> and actors have gotten to the point now where they can turn and somehow use it. You can do that right. once. Yeah. Yeah. You but know, you, you can do it, but then a third time it happens. I don't care how good you are. You yeah. just have to go up. You motherfucker. <laughs> so <laughs> like slipping out. Ruining. Yeah. And, I'm and, picturing somebody doing a play from like <laughs> Civil War era and they're like, hold on, I need to get my cell phone, yeah. you know. Yeah. How do you know it hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> Is something backing up? No, there weren't. Those, those were invented <laughs> yeah, yet. Right. Even. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how to work this in. <laughs> no noises. <laughs> this noise is completely foreign to me. <laughs> it must be Lincoln and one of Aliens those new must be one of them Yankee birds. There's so much about these. Days, That's right. right? <laughs> no, I, it, it's, uh, it's, but I, but that's no, cool I do. I commend those people though. who can do that because, and and I, you know, I was trying to say though, we try it? to do that. Yeah. No matter how many people are there, yeah. we're going to try and do that. But it is it, internally, it's hard. You but, know, it's like what you were talking about earlier. Sometimes you just got to work, yeah. work to work. You know, work to get to that place right. and just go out there. And All do performance it. is the same, whether you, no matter what you're doing when you're performing. Um, there's there's the there's yourself and the others you're performing with and there's the material and then there's this third eye, you know there's this inner voice that's going on that's disconnected from what your words that you're saying yeah. or, or what you do that's that's sort of scoping things and, yeah. and just sort of go oh that guy over there's not getting into it <laughs> you know oh, wow yeah. that, she's really hot and I, oh that guy was at a show last week wasn't he you know it, there's, right. there's yeah. that voice that's going on well, and then yeah. you can that, also that, you know you can also the, see why musicians get so heavily into drugs and drinking too Ooh, yeah, exactly because that is a thing that just I mean I've had nights before where we've played gigs where 
maybe it wasn't going to be a good night because people weren't there or whatever. Yeah. But if I got a good buzz on, I didn't care what. <laughs> no, go for it, right? What yeah. the, and you know, to take that to the nth degree, if you're on tour all year, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of you know reasoning you have, then yeah. creativity and drugs. You can see to, where that could start. You know, seem to go hand in hand. Yes. Creativity and drugs they to have. begin with, so it's not hard to. <laughs> it isn't kind of. Fall into that. I, I, we would, I was playing, I think, during the iPod off one time. So yeah. Wilco song came up, and Larry said, That sounds heroin induced. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that was <laughs> one of those phases. Because <laughs> when, when song, cause heroin can produce some of the greatest songs, <laughs> I know. There's like this vibe those guys like, yeah. plug into, and it's like this river of melody. Yeah. And they, mor- you morphine, know, too. Sister yeah, Morphine. Exactly. <laughs> you know, all, all of them. And you know, I was asked on that show, like, Well, do you think that's a good thing or whatever? I said, You know what? If I'm not going to take heroin, but right. you know, if they're willing to go and <laughs> if it's go to that place yeah. and come back and tell me all about it, I'm not going to go to that strange right, land. Right. But if they come back with stories and tales that are interesting, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can appreciate Allison Chains' dirt. It doesn't mean I'm going to go out and you know start. You don't need to. You've got that you've shooting got that, up. Yeah. You've got that. Uh, that recording. I'll trust. Right. I'll trust their opinion of it. Exactly. Let's do that. They come back. It's like they come out. They, it's like they're they're coming back from sea, right? With yeah. all their tales of what went on during their journey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to get on the boat. I can just sit here in the bar with you and That's laugh right, about right. the stories you brought back. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, pretty good. So the moral of this conversation is: go don't at, do heroin while that, <laughs> right. and you know, go out and see live music, especially local yes. bands, as much as you possibly can. These bands need our yeah. Uh, yeah, support, and uh, you know, look, I, I, f- I feel like less people are going out nowadays because mm. there's too much shit on TV. Yeah, turn it off. Go out and sit. There's there's great music all over town. There really yeah. is. Well, there I mean, there's a lot of shit, but the, you know, the, you can find some really good music, and we got to start going out again, people. And then when you're out there, shut up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go see him now. Sit down and, and shut, shut up. up. Oh, maybe this is why people are going out. So <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, we're like, well, the Nazi no, everybody rules. wants the everybody well, wants their fifteen. Look, just, you know? just everybody be courteous, all right? Yeah. Just don't do stupid shit. Just that go out, be, have a good time, you know, and try to be aware of the other patrons. If it's before are. the twenty sixth of December, a good place to start that would be at the Tabernacle. The tabernacle, driving and crying holiday hangover. <laughs> show. I hear any of you idiots on the phone screaming next to me. Uh, I'll be there with my steady cam I was, from India. <laughs> Right, and, he'll be, <laughs> and I'll be taking that steady cam and bashing it over your head. Um, so anyway, so it'll be fun. So let me ask. Let me ask you this, and since, since we kind of dragged, uh, came back to uh, driving a crime. Yeah, now. I want to go back to the. Do you want to go back to the documentary or well, the video? Uh, the video. Okay. I wanted to ask you because you said you kind of said it like, "Oh, if they want me to drag." I'm still at this point where I, I'm almost surprised that bands do videos. Right. Like, I, what was? What did you envision this video being for? Just you know, for the hell of it? Or? Well, first of all, when I, I don't because this is a lot of time, your time yeah. and and money, I assume. And mm-hmm. well, you, uh, you know, know, a lot of it is that I enjoy making these short, short videos. So little, gives you a little, perp, gives you a goal, and then, and so and I'm way more into the visual aspect of that than I am into the writing of the material yes. and 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 all that. And then okay. and then when you get the two or three actors involved, you know, one could be on, the two aren't and you got to keep directing that until all three of them get to you get you to a place. So it's it's a right. whole different, you know, kind of thing. So I enjoy making visual imagery. And yeah. nothing is better than the old, you know, someone this is their material. I mean, yeah. I see Georgia is just an unbelievable song. Cool. So I've got this material where I can now just go all with imagery. Right. And so from my point of view, 
very selfishly. It's just I know I can make something really cool right. here. But the other part of your question is, yeah. what are videos for now? Yeah. Exactly. They're not what they were for when I was in, like in the 80s yeah, and MTV right. first came out and they actually played them all the time. Now, they still have video awards. Yeah. So somebody, Funny I know. Yeah. somebody sees Kanye gets mad because yeah. the person gets the wrong, you know, so yeah, they're... Right. It's, Beyonce it's, had the best video of the, of the yeah. decade. Apparently. Everybody knows that, right? Of, of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a video I still haven't seen. Yeah, right. I still have not seen this video that got him so upset. Me neither. So um, uh, I think that now videos, my vision for where they can go is in that area of viral internet stuff. Yeah. Um, where somebody would see so, – so did you – you know, like one thing I'm really glad about 2010 coming is because I'm almost sure that now that we've gotten over – Looking back at 2009, I will never have to see that couple uh, getting married on YouTube, dancing down the aisle. Oh, yeah. Which so okay, so a video like that, right? Or don't tase me, bro. Right. You know these videos that there's something about them that dancing makes people shoot them all over the place. Yeah. Well, my feeling is that when making videos today. There has to be something in there. There has to be something interesting enough that somebody might shoot that around and that the visual imagery itself would be of interest to people. And they go, hey, the song is great. This, and then yeah. you use it as a way to sort of turn people on right. to the band okay. with the visual sort of – so that's the way I see where maybe they could be going. And my thought process when, when doing these, you know, I, I told them that I would do I See Georgia – and we met, we talked about it, and went away. And then I listened to the album and the title track. Now you want to do this. Now, well, even more, even yeah. more than that, um, I had ideas for I See Georgia. But I'm laying back and I'm, I'm listening to the title track, Whatever Happened to the uh, Great American Factory, Bubble Factory. Bubble and Factory. I swear to God, the whole video laid out in my head yeah. without mm. any effort. I yeah. mean, it was just like, and it was great. Yeah. It writes itself. <laughs> it's just fantastic, you know? Yeah. And so there was this period of about a week or so where I tried to convince the band to change, to oh, do the other one because right. I was so into the other yeah. one. And I thought, you know, but they're getting a little bit of radio play with Icy Georgia, and it's just smart. It's yeah. like, right. you know, let's do Icy Georgia. Let's support something that's got a little bit of... Yeah. You can always do the other one later and you get on the lo- And that's yeah. what... Okay. You got the local power, right. too, with that song. And so. Exactly. Right. And so for me... For a moment there, I was like, oh, well, absolutely, no problem. But there was a little bit of a letdown because I was so mad. Because this other one just, <laughs> it just sort of just, it's just, it just fantastic. And right. yeah. every time I thought about it, it just got better and better. There were no problems to solve, you know. And then now it was I see George again. And I'd spent like two weeks in my mind on this other one. And so I had to go <laughs> back and think, okay, well, it's I see George again. And so I just literally sat back. Listen to the song about 30 times in a row. Yeah. And I just let whatever imagery came to mind, like a yeah. little movie that would play out in yeah. my head. Um, and this story developed about uh, this uh, sort of hip, hipster young kids. Well, did you, um, did you always know, know that it was going to be like a narrative type <coughs> film type thing? Or, I mean, yeah, you I knew you gonna... weren't just going to do like a concert. Yeah, video. I didn't. I hate those. Right. I hate those videos yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, where, where it's, it's just, just the lips, the lips don't really, it's, it's the recorded right. version. Exactly. And, okay. the, and you've yeah. got live thing where the right. lips don't. I so can't you knew it was going to be like a short film. Yeah. Video. I knew oh, from the very beginning. Don't you feel it's a kind of a cop out? I always would feel like, come on. Yeah. Don't bother. I'm watching you live. I know it doesn't sound like I'm going to go see your show. Yeah. I've never. 
So I'm not into that at all. I always right. knew there was going to be a story arc. Well, anyway, um, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, no, yeah, you, you did it all. It's, yeah. I always knew there was going to be a, a story arc. And, and so as I was listening to the thing, I just sort of came up with this image of these sort of hipsters uh, driving. And, and But it, it, it's kind of a... Almost natural born killers, but positive. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like they're not, <laughs> that didn't they're give not, you that uh, paranoid sweet, feeling. Yeah, yeah. Sweet natural born killers. <laughs> they're not, uh, you know, they're not out killing people. But um, and Sean Williams, who uh, is on Nights on 99X now and um, yeah. has been on, was in Xmas for me, and she's in this other movie that I've been making for 100 years called Unrequited. So we've worked together. Is that the um, one you were talking about last time that you've been? Yeah. yeah. We, okay. I think we're talking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked on much about it. But, yeah, I've been doing, yeah. Um, so, and also, uh, Greg Russ, my buddy, who's helped me in a bunch of other things. I was already working with those two in Unrequited. And so when I started seeing this story, I saw them. That and so couple, I said, yeah. okay, well, we're going to take you and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do this with you. Sean is a personality in and of herself. It's half crazy. And um, she, she had though? gone out. Huh? She looks good. Huh? She looks good, though. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I'm not dumb. Um, <laughs> but she's crazy. I mean, I'm telling you, she's crazy. This is part of her charm. Good crazy? Yeah. She, good crazy. Okay. She blames it on ADD. I think that's just an excuse yeah. to not have to be anywhere for very long. <laughs> <laughs> so not have to pay attention to you for very long. She, she had gone out to Vegas, and she creates this sort of image while she's out there. And she was wearing this blue dress, and she was wearing a toy gun strapped around her with, with a toy gun and there's all these pictures on her facebook coming wow. out of coming out of like the desert areas it's with her in hot. front of these places yeah. and so i said okay when she got back i was like well that's exactly it's that what character thinking. Yeah. it's yeah. that character and i put her in and brought my friend greg down from new york city and it was actually you know it was insanity you know because i had to you know they're in a car first of all it's 38 degrees right they're freezing. I've got blankets down. On the well, I watched some of the video you yeah, posted on Facebook. Too, oh, yeah. the one where she's... <laughs> yeah. And then she like throws like a car. big jacket up <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like And you almost back up off the road or yeah, something. You're yeah, like, yeah, stop, yeah. stop. Yeah. Well, I yeah. had to go get a trailer and put them on a trailer. Yeah, I've never right. done this before. And then in the back of the pickup truck, we've got a jib. You know, So we're running that you know, over them. And uh, we had, uh, for other scenes, we used the steady cam and stuff. So uh, it was a lot of fun. We got to use all the stuff. Yeah. That I had, and then I got back, and I, I liked the footage that we got, and that's just you know round one of huh. you know where are, it's going to go from cool. here. But and uh, are you using the Steadicam yourself, or you have somebody? No, so I have somebody else. Okay, I you know I've never done it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I Seabass does that for can, me. Does he? <laughs> does he? Uh, <laughs> and he's really good. And, and well, what I'm saying, I mean, is that something you need to like really? Take a while to learn a steady cam operation. Yeah, and I, I think figured, so. Well, it seems I mean, like it doesn't seem like something that well, would be the problem really with it. The problem it's pretty steady. Well, the <laughs> thing is, the problem is that you, it's weighted on both sides, so that, oh, yeah. you've got to weight it down so that it's one of those things where the the water bubble is, you know, so it's, right. it's even. Huh. And uh, the problem, problem, the good thing with it is that it has such movement. Yeah. Not just being steady, but when you're holding, when you're when when you're you're holding the the lever sort of thing, you can go all over the place. That's the good thing. Uh-huh. But it can also, it's almost like playing a video game, yeah. like a car driving video game. You turn a little bit and you hit the wall. Yeah. You've yeah. got to learn how much movement, movement in your right. hand gets equaled out. Right. It's a lot. You can move like your hand like a little a, bit. You know, I feel like it's almost like flying a helicopter. Like right. You've got to get that, uh, so you gotta get that, that feel steady, down. I mean, feel, I think yeah. some people are 
better Not at that I know what it feels like yeah, to fly a good helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> helicopter pilot. I was, I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, well, every time I've been in a helicopter with Iris, I've always felt completely But Sebastian was great with it, and yeah. we got just some unbelievable, and now the way the video is looking, it opens up with uh, her dancing on the car. I got a hot girl. Oh, yeah. I got a hot car. Yeah. I, you know, I just, it, I, it just nice. feels, it just feels really good. But yeah, the thing man. is, when, when Can I wear a toy together, gun when I'm in the party scene? <laughs> no. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, my, can I still be in the party? <laughs> yes. Okay. In, in looking at making videos, I think that what what I want to do, and hopefully if I'm successful with doing yeah. it, is I hate a video. Like in that song, they said, you know, I see Georgia yeah. every time I hear a song playing on an old radio. I, I don't want to. I don't see an old radio. I, right. I, I don't, yeah, yeah, don't want to yeah, be. He says old radio. Yeah, I yeah. see old radio. <laughs> uh, you know, I want not only a story. That's not necessarily exactly to the lyrics, yeah. but it's the story that came in my head. But the movement in the video, it should move at the same rhythm and melody as the song. To me, yeah. that's the most important mm. thing, is that the, that the, the two are married in... Uh, in not in concept, but just in feel. Yeah, like the songs going right. like this, the yeah. visuals going like this, and it works together. And uh, I think we're well on our way to that. Like the timing. And I, the first one's got to be good, so that they'll let me make the second so one. Yeah, which came so you want to do the bubble factory? <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, has there been any talks of? What is going to happen once you're done? I mean, what you're going to do with it? Is it just going to be something well, that's out there? Are they going to put it out on a like a live DVD as an extra? Well, if, gonna... obviously, and that's one of the reasons we're shooting it in, in in high def because you know some people say, well, you can just shoot it in standard because people are going to see it on the, on the internet anyway. Right. But we're shooting it as high as we can because you never know. I'm thinking, you know, if we yeah. put the, when you make the documentary and you yeah, put that yeah. on a, on yeah, a DVD, a bonus, bonus put extras, put the the videos that we make. I think that I want. And, and to go back to why would anybody watch a video? Well, it's like anything else, you know. Well, if you look at if you look yeah. at what the stuff that people are watching online, it's usually five to ten minutes long. Well, people have forgotten that that's the video. Yeah, that's right. a video. That's yeah. the that's that. So if I think that it's a it's a place where entertainment can happen. Yeah. And I think that a band. Remember, Tom Petty got a long way with not only people like this music, but he was known for great videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free Fallen, ex, you know, accepted. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. A, yeah. Guys <laughs> going down an escalator, whatever. But yeah. for the most part, he was known I for. Remember, I don't remember the Free Fallen. <laughs> I remember video. Free Fallen. It was just like him up close. Yeah. And then like stuff going on behind. And there was and there was a, and there was a, like the, you'd see people going right. down an escalator when you see yeah. Free Fallen. But then don't come around it, here you know? no more. Was don't come around here no right. more. Was the best. So, so, awesome. so he gets yeah. this image, and I think it's good. I think driving and crying can be the same way. You can over time create this image that they also make these great videos. Yeah. Which I is, mean, you know, I think it's I think um, it's cool. I just you know I, I guess. M- because I, I guess I just don't see them yeah, much What do anymore. you do with them? Right. You know, because when, the... when I look up a band, you know, unless they're an older band and they have old videos from when videos are actually being played, yeah. you're not – you're typically finding live stuff, maybe interviews, things like right. that. So I think it would be great if, yeah, you know, now you, you look up Driving and Crying on YouTube and maybe three There's, or four Eric Von Hessler videos right. come up that you've And filmed, I, yeah. I mean I've got an idea actually for a third one too for a right. song called Let Me Down, which just is, to which is a know. totally different kind of thing. That's not like anything else. And that's why I want people to get to a point, if we kept doing these things, where they Follow say, the I, don't know what, I don't know what Driving and Crying is going to do with their videos, but I know it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be worth seeing. No, I and I think that, that you know, kind of helps. Yeah. But meanwhile, I get to make the shit. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's all really a selfish but thing. But it is. I, 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 <laughs> go, go on. No. I was just going to say, I wanted to let you know that 
you know, when you decide to direct ton of honey videos, we, we'll let you pick any song. I'm available. You can do. Aren't you glad I title I, tracks, no, whatever? I let him go with what he was going to say. No, I'm available. You know, you say it's funny because I feel the same way you do. That who watches videos now? Yeah, but last yeah. night, VH1 had the top 40 videos of 2009, and they were counting them down. Was like, oh, so, oh, this, where did this these video, come from? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen any of them. Right. But so, there's so there's some sort of them, yeah. They've got people commenting on them, and this you know Whitney Houston was back with this one and whatever. So there's there's some sort of thing out there. And to talk about Ton of Honey, I would definitely do a video for Ton of Honey. <laughs> I want to be able. I want to. I would like to be able to get a reputation where people say, yeah. you know, this guy's uh, right. he doesn't he doesn't screw around and he right. doesn't take you way over budget and he delivers. Yeah. You know, well, we had creative. That's cool. A podcast that we had, uh, I don't know how long ago, but we had a local band called Trances Ark. Yeah. It's a great band, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, a guy, uh, what's his name? Scott Lansing. Scott. Yeah. Yeah. D- uh, photographer. And very much the same way. With he was just a fan of, of them, mm-hmm. and yep. he, uh, yeah, he's a great. He what actually is, came at the same thing. He came up with the idea for the video, I think. Right. And he just said, I want to do this video for you. And they said, yeah, cool. And it is a killer video. It's awesome. Man. And we brought it up with them, the same question. You know, look, what are you going to do with this video? Yeah. And it's not like we're putting anybody down no, for no, it. No, no. It's just like, question. why and what? But for a local band, it, it almost seems a little more logical. It's right. like you're really trying to get the right. word out. You right. know, for right. a band like Driving and Crying that is world-renowned and, right. and everybody knows it's... It seems a little different to me. Like. Yeah, no, you're right. They're they're in a they're in a weird place. Yeah. of of being known and 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 and, and then you know I would think to I mean, certainly be underfunded. You know, so it's yeah. like it's like it is kind of an, an odd place. At the end of the day, all you can try to do is just do really good work and, and hope that yeah. people will go. Well, that's a really cool video. You know, yeah. I mean, no, you can't, right. I mean, like for me, I throw myself into it 100, percent right. and it's like my life for the last two yeah. months. But I I never forget that it ultimately. It's it's just it's a six minute thing, and all you want is people to go, "Hey, that was pretty cool." Yeah, you know, you don't want to overproduce it to the point Listen, that it doesn't. S- you know, there's been some things, um, you know, there's been some things done in videos that then, oh yeah, you know, pushed the movie industry, television, things like that, it made yeah. some changes. Um, I can't I can't think of any right offhand, of course. Well, no, but in there the 80s, have been in the eighties. A lot of guys would jump from videos straight to, but there are still people who are known for being video directors. There's some guy, yeah. Spike, Spike, Spike Jones, Spike, Spike Jones, Jones does yeah. it. But there's another guy. You, I can't remember his name right now. I mean, he's done everything. The only reason I know this is because when I mentioned on my Facebook that I was going to do this, somebody said Eric's the next blah blah blah, whatever this guy's name was. And I was like, <laughs> I had like, to, go, I had to go to Wikipedia look him up to see <laughs> if I was if he was making fun of me or whether it was a compliment. I didn't know, and uh, and I went. This guy's made like. 35, 40 videos, and they're all of artists that you've heard of. Yeah, you know, huh, they're all yeah. the top artists, you know. So, <laughs> so there are people who make a living, you know, yeah. doing this sort of thing. I don't, you know, and I think for um, for local bands, it's probably a good thing because how is it easier for a record guy to um, see a video or yeah. come to your town and watch Definitely it live? Or, it, yeah, like a calling card type of thing. Yeah. Every local band should have. But even then, you think of like right. a live concert footage. You know, I'm talking right. about these right. local guys had a narrative right. thing. Um, well, I can tell you that we're doing it We're doing it on the cheap, but we're yeah. not. But, and, I, and I think that's something that people have to recognize now. It's the idea. Yeah. You know, it's it's the creative idea that really matters because well, you, you can, can't be broke. Anybody can kind of do it on yeah, the cheap. You can't, yeah, you can't be broke and do it. No, but, but if you... If you have a decent job and you have the kind of job that allows you to save for the things that you like, yeah. whatever your hobby is, and you can buy them. Like I say, you know, I bought a Steadicam 
for $1,300. Now, $1,300, there were times in my life where $1,300 seemed like a year's worth of revenue to me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not a, but there are plenty of people today who can save $1,300 yeah. yeah. over a year yeah. and buy something like that. You go out and buy Final Cut Pro. Or they can at least put it on their credit cards and worry yeah. about it later. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully we all learned from that lesson yeah, well, last year. So. Most of us haven't. <laughs> they yeah. pay for it. Yeah. Um, like the thing. Final Cut Pro is the software that movies are being edited on in right. Hollywood. Yeah. You could have it on your Mac for $1,200. Yeah. It's not super it's duper not duper cheap. Yeah. But, but Orson the, Welles. The MacBook Pros are three grand. Orson yeah. Welles went crazy trying to raise money to make movies in film yeah. and it would take him six or seven or eight years to get something done because film was so, so expensive, expensive yeah. and you would waste so much of it you know yeah. when you're filming something you're you're you're, you're only going to use i mean yeah we I were out there we, we shot for three hours for what was ultimately right. 30 seconds uh, you know yeah and that didn't cost me a right. thing because yeah. it's, it's digital it's yeah. not it's you're not wasting, stock you're wasting film. ones and zeros that's right yeah. and <laughs> so it's doable is what yeah. people should know but if you have a creative idea you can make, you can fashion things around it. You you can do yeah. things. You can, you can call friends who maybe have access to, you know, beg, borrow, and steal. Yeah. You know, go and do it. You know, just if you like a local band and your hobby is making things visual things, yeah. approach them. And, yeah. You know, they might want it. Right. You know, yeah, you're right. No, that is even a good if idea. you do a live performance, you can still edit together in an interesting way with right. with stuff that's available. And if it's not available, that you can buy it. I mean, they probably have it in libraries at this point. I mean, yeah. you can you can do this stuff. You know it's what doable. sucks is that you didn't get on board with this <clears throat> while they were in the studio because I, I I personally like oh, studio geez. recording videos. Yeah, right. you know, be, uh, footage being shot when mm-hmm. bands are recording. I don't know yeah, if it's just that. because I'm a musician and yeah. I like to see that type of right. stuff. But right. a lot of videos I've seen of other bands, I love that. You well, know, there's a lot of them. I mean, if you if you look up Driving and Crying, there's yeah. there's a lot of them because uh, at least of Kevin because I know in the summer when he came on us, he was going on a lot of shows and people yeah. did do videos and things. The one thing that uh, is funny, if you and I would recommend this for anybody, whether you're a fan of the band or not. This show that's coming up on the 26th, uh, last year they did one on the 26th at Center Stage. Oh, yeah. And during Honeysuckle Blue, you got to look up uh, Driving and Crying. Honeysuckle. Uh, drunk guy. <laughs> Honeysuckle Blue. Yeah. Come up. So this guy, it's one of the funniest damn things you'll ever see. They're doing Honeysuckle Blue. It's the, I think it's the end of the, I don't know if it's the encore or if it's the end of the first set, but it's the end of something, you know. And... Uh, about halfway through, the, not even halfway through the song, about a minute into the song, this guy shows up on stage and he's dressed. He's got like a tweed jacket on or something. He doesn't look like a bum. And he walks up and he hugs Kevin. <laughs> Kevin hugs him. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes over and the roadie gives him a guitar because he looks like he's. So there's about three minutes here where everyone else in the band is assuming that someone else in the band knows who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and it's one of those things where they had a couple of the original players and driving and crying because it was Christmas. So there was yeah. you know, there was more people on stage than usual anyway. A little confusing. <laughs> yeah. and, and so this is just a fantastic thing. This guy, he keeps on playing. So then about five minutes in, suddenly it becomes obvious. He does not – nobody knows who nobody this guy is. And, and he's starting to kind of get a little crazy. So security comes on to remove him, Kevin being Kevin, and it's Christmas. He waves him off. 
you know, fuck it. The guy's drunk. He's yeah, up yeah, there. Don't uh, worry we're, about we're, it. Whatever. We'll be fine. Well, then at that point, the guy starts getting belligerent. He gets on the mic and he's mad. He's yelling. He's, he's starting to kind of ruin the song. <laughs> and I, to say the least, kind I'm of. Watching this, I'm watching this and I'm thinking, you know, I don't know Kevin that well, but I think I know him kind of. And I think he'll be cool with this guy as long as the guy doesn't ruin the end. Because when you're using Honeysuckle Blue as the end, you know, the, as the audience, you're coming right to that bam, bam, bam. Yeah. You've got to have that. That's uh-huh. the punch right. that's going to take you home and, and everything. And so they get to that, and the guy starts to kind of scream over it. And Kevin goes over, and he <laughs> unplugs the microphone and hits the floor. <laughs> this guy's so drunk. He reaches down. No. He plugs the microphone. No. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> Continuously belligerent. <laughs> it is one of the strangest things you will oh, ever man. see. That's ridiculous. So well, if that guy is put... listening, you're not invited. He's the only person not invited on the 26th <laughs> to, to reappear a year later. Yes. <laughs> An encore performance. Driving and crying drunk guy. Oh, you hear that, Larry? YouTube. You're not invited. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be in St. Martin or something. Mm, not um, your Larry. That's what I mean. He'll be in St. Yeah, that's oh, what oh that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was um, goofing. Well, we could either wrap it up. And we'll have to see you next time, and we'll see you on the 26th. Or we could yeah. take a very short break, and then we'll wrap it up. But we got to do something really quick. Well, we can wrap. I mean, it's up to you dudes. You know, it's been pretty long. Did people it, stick around this long? Well, yeah. I'm going to stop this right here now, and then we'll come back, and, and we will and wrap, we'll wrap it up. up. We'll wrap it up. We won't go that much. We'll wrap it up. Pro- a proper rapid. Not being rushed. Proper rapid. A proper rapid. I want to come back in with Kevin. Yeah, that would be good. We want you to come back in with Kevin. All you got to do is have some liquor and some place for Kevin to chain smoke, and you're going to get... Just funny, charming, everything. There you go. And we'll probably probably be here for two days instead (laughs) of one day. All right, hold on a second. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Ira here again. I hope you're enjoying part two of our podcast here with Eric Von Hessler. If you're new to our podcast, you're listening through the website, I would highly recommend that you uh, find us in iTunes. You can just search for us, Two Faces Radio, in the iTunes store. And you, sub- you can uh, subscribe to us. You'll see a little subscribe button, and it's all free. And the good thing about being a subscriber is every time we have a new episode, it'll just automatically show up in your uh, iTunes every time you open it. So uh, do that. And if you also want to do us a favor, as we mentioned earlier, uh, we do have a listener survey that's on the homepage of our website, and that's uh, to help us make the show better for everybody and also to attract potential sponsors so it would be a big uh, help to us if you just took less than five minutes and took this little listener survey you'll see the little uh, icon there on the right side of our home page you can click that and we would appreciate it very much anyway here's the rest of our interview here with uh, eric von hessler enjoy thanks again all right so when everything is done and the video is done. Well, just the video, not the, doc- the documentary. We won't see. You, we man. won't see for a while. Right. But the video. Ooh. Is that you? It's Ken Green. Oh, no How kidding. How do you like that? Hey, you want- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure you don't want to ask? Call, see if uh, Kevin's ready to come in? <laughs> Ken, I'm going to answer it in just a moment. But right now I'm talking about your band. You can answer it on the... We can put them on air. All right. Line one. Ken, you're on. Yeah. Maybe you can uh, call Kevin. He can call us. That's right. We can get him in right now. We'll be here all night. It'd be funny if you called me back right now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Hey, we- <laughs> <laughs> He's just calling everybody involved in this right. podcast. Uh, so I guess what I was going to say was, once you are done and everything, you know, well, maybe we'll have you back in. But I guess you'll just be. I mean, what what'll happen? You're just going to put it out there. 
Yeah, well, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll <laughs> we're still. You, can you see how still so confused we are with no, the I know, I, I, no, no, I, I, <laughs> no, I think that you don't. Uh, I think yeah. it's simple. I but think that, is there um, going to be like a premiere or something like? Yeah, that? Yeah, we're going to yeah. do something. Okay. Some of the, I mean, let's face it. Some of the reason that maybe I thought I was joking and the band said that'd be a good idea is I'm on, I'm on a radio show, right? And I can, you know, so yeah, I would love to. It would have been great if we could have premiered it, you know, at the Tabernacle show. Would have been right. great. Yeah, um, it just didn't work out that yeah, way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll think about some kind of thing like that. Now you can't have people come down to see a six minute thing and then go home. So it would have to be part of something else and maybe the band could be there and maybe they can have an opening band or (laughs) it's possible and maybe that band (laughs) would be guys who do a podcast that's right maybe it would because then they would understand both sides absolutely look i you know i i I, ken green we're such a right now dove into self-promotion Booking you, right? Um, uh, this is all part of being a good radio host is tr- <laughs> being, being a bunch of assholes. Sure, yeah. it's got me where I am. <sighs> but uh, to answer your question, I guess we do yeah. an event. I guess I would think that we would do maybe a, a small driving and crying type of thing, yeah. Yeah. where whether it's awesome. acoustic or whatever, they're there. Maybe they can answer questions, and you know, we show the video and maybe show some of the documentary footage that we have up to that point. I talked to Kevin about. I, I really want. I really feel like. Um, and this might be the beginning of making the documentary is um, I think before they go on stage, you know, there should be some kind of film that plays that shows this, you know, this group that's been around for yeah. Yeah. so long and, you know, tell the story a little bit that way. I mean, I yeah. love I love the uh, sort of roots level of what driving and crying is. And I don't want to mess with that. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. There, there, there's no need for laser lights in a driving right. and crying right. show. <laughs> um, but when I'm around him, I try to, you know. I, I like a little bit of visual, you know. Yeah. I like a little bit of visual behind the band, a little bit yeah. of them, um, and yeah, they're not opposed to that. It's just yeah. not something they've done, right? And so, <clears throat> hopefully, uh, this relationship that I have with them will continue beyond yeah, right. uh, the video and documentary. So, what I'd you're like thinking to, maybe is if if they do have images behind them at their concerts, maybe you'll be, be a part of that. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, it should be made country by me. roads and you yeah. know exactly. It means something like that. Can, that would be cool. Can I ask you a question? Because I know we're trying to sort of wrap things up yes. here, but. Maybe you can answer it somewhat in brief. When you th- when you think about doing the documentary, because this is what I'm curious about, it's such a huge undertaking. Yeah. When you think about it, do you sort of storyline how you'd like to see the documentary go first, or do you keep it more vague and just get as much footage as you can and then try from that point? I think I mean, it's such a big thing, right? Yeah, I it's mean, huge. First, I think, just like anything else, Visually, what's the speed? Okay. What's the rhythm? Because everything has to go at kind of this sort of rhythm that people will enjoy. Right. And like I said, then I start looking at other documentaries and you know see what I can yeah. steal from that. Yeah. <laughs> right. so, you might as well steal the good stuff. You that's got everybody, it. you know, that's what everybody does. And then the other layer is, and this is besides all the busy work, which is you know right. just getting in contact with everybody yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But just as far as as far as feel goes, then it's like, well, what what creatively can we do that's not in these other things? Right. Um, I definitely see Kevin appeals to me. I think. A lot of people. He's from uh, uh, Milwaukee, or uh, yeah, he's from the Milwaukee area. Mm-hmm. Anyway, originally, oh, I'm from upstate. I'm from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's a there's a working class appeal yes. to yeah. what he what what he does, and like every other documentary, I do want to take him back home. Yeah, I do want to see where he grew up. I want to see yeah. the streets, but 
so I'm sure that I do want to do that, but I'm also sure that I don't want to show it the way it's been shown right. a million other times. So in my mind, I'm thinking of like Fellini moves like movies like Eight and a Half, the way that uh, other that it's been shown in dramatic films where a character looks back on his life. Yeah. You know, use some of those kind of things where Kevin's there. But he's not there. Make it somewhat dreamlike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. See, I can't even explain. So you know this the is the great thing about dealing. Wanna, this yeah. is the great thing about dealing with uh, Kevin. This is the first time that I really I'd met him on radio. But the first time we we're talking about stuff, I said, "Here's the thing. Sometimes I can't really explain the stuff that's in my head. Yeah. But I promise you that it will It'll it will look good. good. Yeah. It, it won't sound shitty like the way that I just tried to explain that to you. <laughs> right. And he immediately said, "That's great. I'm <laughs> yeah. exactly the same way." It's perfect, right, you know. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of thing. So when you look at how big something like this is, all I know is I want to use the stuff that's worked before because it's good, and I want it to be entertaining. But I also want there to be something about the film that's different than other documentaries. And yeah. so I when, when when looking at the part about where the band looks back on where they came from and where they grew up, I'm going to err over on the side of dramatic films where that's been done. That's a that's a a, a theme that's been used through good films for a long time. Yeah. It's just that they were made up characters. Well, yeah, why right. can't you take a real person and use some of those same sort of cinematic sure. devices to bring this off? Because when you go back, there's there's a thing that happens anytime you go back to the place where you grew up or whatever. Yeah. And you always, you expect to feel something that sometimes isn't there. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And I want to capture some of that you're not that person sometimes anymore. there's more disconnect than yeah, connect yeah that, that you would there's expect. an awful yeah. lot of that and, and that's a one of those intangibles that visually you can pull off with hmm. some tricks and stuff if you don't if you if you're if you're good with it you know but i do want to capture that thing about the whole band and kevin where he you know a lot of a lot of my friends find it interesting that i love this album so much because of the fact that i'm a libertarian and yeah. if you look at whatever happened to the Great American Bubble Factory, you can see that as being more maybe sort of union-minded yeah. or yeah. something like that, or maybe not something that I would agree with politically. And Kevin and I haven't really talked politics deeply. <laughs> you almost right. don't I want mean, to. No, well, yeah. I mean, he's an artist. I assume he's more liberal than me. You know, right. It's just yeah. the way that it is. You know, he lives in, in New York City, and I, I just assume that. But when these songs do resonate with me because he's not talking about Democrats or Republicans or Libertarians. He's talking about the working class. Right. The working class is under attack. And when I think of Kevin, I, I call him uh, – the working class anarchist, you know, he is, he, you would, you would, you would, you would assume, well, because he's so working class that he would join a union or whatever, but he would hate being in a union. <laughs> right, he right. would, he would rebel against the leader <laughs> right. of the union, but he does but care support about support the union yeah, from an outside. Right. Yeah. But, but he does care about those people that I grew up with yeah, in upstate New right. York. The people we talk about who don't leave their town necessarily, yep. or sometimes they get a dream and they do, but an awful lot of them just sort of stay and settle and, and live. And they're good people. And they get up and they go to work every day, and uh, and and those people aren't don't get enough people singing about them. Yeah. Oh, no, they're our foundation. I mean, you know, I mean, right? right. It, it is the what, salt like, of the earth. Yeah, that's what driving and crying is the band for the salt of the yeah. earth, and and um, I think that's how he sees himself, and I think it's a little bit above party or or whatever, you know. And so you know, a libertarian like me can uh, sing along with a line like the working class is under attack. They are. Yeah. You know, yeah. Kevin and I may have right. totally different political ideas of why that's happening or what should be well, done he's about lucky it. That right. It but, is a libertarian like you because, right. yeah, there is a lot of people on on both sides that can't just 
yeah. be intelligent about things and, and just... Well, that's the whole thing. That's why I put... It's funny. And, it's and been take a, politics out of it. It's been know? a strange year for me because this year started off with me speaking at tea parties. Yeah. I'm in the goddamn movie, apparently. I haven't yeah, even yeah. seen it, you know. And, and now you're um, kind of railing against it. Well, I'm not railing against it. I just... I still believe everything I've said in, in, in those speeches. Right. It's just that once a party, a movement becomes a party, becomes a different... It's a different animal. Yeah. And I still support an awful lot of stuff and I don't go with the... Chris Matthews, they're all crazy right. kind of point of view or anything. But it's just for me personally, and, and, and I, I almost ran for Senate earlier this year. I know. And, um, and now here I am at the end I'm of the year. I'm glad you didn't. I'm, I'm, I'm here at the end of the year growing my hair like crazy, <laughs> making music videos. And all I can tell you is this has been a fucking great life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my wife and I have been together 23 years now. Yeah. We have gone through poverty and, and, and too much money and everything in between. And in a year like this, we my wife has been at libertarian conventions while she be giving political speeches right. with people telling me to run for Senate. And she's been we've been together backstage in Chattanooga <laughs> with driving and crying right. <laughs> and being a part of this. And it's just a great life. And I, yeah. I, I realize I don't want to be a senator. I don't I can't play I can't I'm not done being weird. Right. Right. You can't, oh, that, you is, can't be a leader if you're going to be a weird. This is a good time to bring up that me and Brian have actually decided to start making a documentary on you. Oh, right. so <laughs> <laughs> Documentary on me as I do my documentary. Exactly. Right. So behind, we're gonna, behind the scenes. We're going to be following the Kevin the around, and we're going to be following you around. You're right. That's great. <laughs> you know what I'm surprised about? It doesn't happen more what? often. With all these reality shows and everybody involved, I still expect like to walk up to some friend or something and have them being have a camera crew in tow. Yeah. I don't yeah. mean like a band or something. Right, yeah, right, just right. like, you know, just a regular just person. Ted, yeah. You know, yeah, like, right. well, I'm on part of this thing. It I'm still just, hasn't happened to yeah, me yet. Right. It seems like it's like. Um, there was, that wasn't a show, a TV show or something. Like, somebody was following somebody around and they're just like, well, just in case they want to make it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got this cameraman. <laughs> this doesn't happen in real life. You know, yeah. it's like the whole pornography thing. There's so much of it. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could look at different pornography every single day on the internet and, you not, can? I and not repeat it. I didn't know anything. And not repeat it, right? Yeah. But I still never see anyone. Except for because you want to repeat it. <laughs> well, sometimes you have your favorites, just like in real life. You know, you have your actual girlfriends and then there's the others. But, you still never. I would. still never run into anybody at the supermarket that I've seen. <laughs> right? Where are these people? There's thousands of them. <laughs> you know, and they're like performing in front of cameras. And they don't care. They're all over the place. I've never met anybody who would do that. You know, like, hey, I'm professionally, I'll go out there and right. I'll have sex in front of the camera. But apparently, yeah. there's just thousands upon thousands of people who would do this. I never see them in real never life. Never anywhere. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> so where do they come from? <laughs> Well, we are in the Bible Belt, which either makes that more right. plentiful or it doesn't. I don't well, know. I noticed it. I noticed it even like when I was when uh, even before the internet, you know, like magazines or something. Like every month, this is whole right. new crop of people. And I don't mean the good magazines, the right. Playboy. I'm talking about right. the stuff that was basically the internet before the internet. You know, and where there's just like thousands of people. He's like, I don't bump. It. I mean, I lived in L.A. I right. still not bumping into That's anybody true. I've seen, unless they're like names, like Jenna Jameson, or oh, something. which leads us to, to one of my favorite albums, uh, Dirty Movies, off Dirty of uh, yeah. Van Halen. Uh, which uh, which album? Mm. Women and Children First. Dirty Movies. Yeah, you know that that song. I it's, like I like Women a, and Children First as an album. Is it? A I don't think warning? it's on Winter. It's, oh, it's probably on Fair, Fair Warning. warning. Fair yeah. Warning was the best Van Halen album. You I like Women and Children First and Fair Warning are. Fair right. warning they're, they're is underrated. Some, some days it's it's. Yeah. One I'll tell you what, other, I, I actually happen to some. There's sometimes where I like uh, 1984. 
Yeah. I think well, like, that's I mean, still that same. Wasn't that, wasn't that right? At, that was right all after. Eighty four is right after Diver Down. Diver's, Diver Down. Yeah, yeah. Diver Down is really just a cover album. Yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's good, uh, but. Yeah, it's mostly covers on that album. Well, anyway, covers. Dirty Movies is on, I think it's on Fair Warning. Yeah, I think and it probably is. That's what it pictures on a silver screen. Yeah. This thing. Was, it, <laughs> what, was it she was the prom queen or something like that? What did the oh, lyrics go? Now you're going to get with me. That? Well, anyway, it just reminded me of that. You know, so after you, uh, when, when in dealing with music, I know we're trying to wrap up here, but when, you know, in life, oh, going, <laughs> going through music and what you like and what you don't like. And last night, again, I was watching VH1, I guess, last night. They do classic stuff. Yeah. yeah. And when I was younger, I hated Rainbow. I hated Richie Blackmore. <laughs> that at least friends. Oh, where's Richie where's Butler? He needs to be here. I know, for Richie this Blackmore. He's the greatest. Yeah. And I even think I saw them with um, another band. Yeah, like the who's the who does Hurricane? Uh, not uh, Scorpions. 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 I thought yeah, I, I like saw them together. Yeah. Um, See, now you're talking so, our language. So I, but last night I'm watching VH1 and I saw a video, horrible video, but I remember seeing it when it first came out on MTV. Um, it was about something Driver. Uh, Holy Diver? No, no that's, uh, something Driver. So it starts out, it's like these one of these arcade games. And it's so funny looking at it because it looks like a Nintendo thing as a race yeah. game. And the guy's doing it. And then there's a motorcycle. And it's a stupid video. Wait, wait, you're talking about a Rainbow song? Or yeah, it's a Rainbow song. Okay. It's called Something Driver. I wish I could remember it. But anyway. No, I don't remember that. I start watching it thinking, this is the stupidest video of all time. And then I start noticing, wow, there's a really good chase scene here. <laughs> Whoever did the chase scene was really yeah, good. Yeah. It's uh, out of context. doesn't make any sense. But <laughs> <laughs> really cool right. chase scene, and that gets me into th- seeing more of it. And then, like all of a sudden, I'm really, this is a pretty good song, right? You know, this is a this is a well done song, yeah. That I never would have listened to, yeah. right, when it came out because it was Richie Blackmore. Yeah. I just I always thought right. that those guys like Scorpions and Richie Blackmore is just like you ain't Led Zeppelin, right? right. And, and like that, so, and you're not Black Sabbath. It took me Thirty you know, and, years and, to appreciate, and, and, and Rainbow, now, yeah. yeah, how long did it take me to yeah, appreciate yeah. Richie Blackmore's? Although he's an arrogant bastard, but we talk why about, do we have to know it's Richie Blackmore's Rainbow? Yeah, that's I can't true. just be Rainbow. Could yeah. be Rainbow. Just join another band. <laughs> We talk about that though, because you know you think you start to appreciate music that you didn't really care for yeah. back in the day. Because now the stuff is some of the stuff is so bad and so overproduced that you start to realize some of the '80s stuff actually sounds old school. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. it's it's kind of or such country a, a weird I, thing. In, in the '70s, my father used to force me. We lived in Memphis. And my father forced me to listen to country music in the car, and I absolutely hated it. And this was and Loretta this was the, Lynn. This was the good country. This was, yeah, yeah. Loretta yeah, Lynn, Conway Twitty, you know, yeah. George Jones, all the Charlie Pride, all the – and I just – it just – I couldn't stand it, you know. And now I absolutely love, yeah. love those songs. Uh, love them. Right. I mean, just to me, it. that is country music from yeah. like 1958 – to about 1978, yeah, is just the best country music. Yeah, I had a similar th- thing happen. You know, my grandfather, I guess, passed away. You know, back when I was still in my teens or whatever. But I remember right before he passed away, he uh, he just said to me, "He's like, you ever listen to country music?" And that, you know, this was back when I was listening to hair metal and right. you know I was like no right. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like he's like yeah I've been getting into it lately I mean it's really and he he meant that type of stuff you right know? right and he's like it's just really from the earth you know mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's really good and at the time I was looking at him like and you're crazy old man mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> you don't know what you're talking D- about dementia and then it yeah it was like years later I was like damn I wish I was wasn't such an arrogant well, idiot at the time I could have gotten into it with you know what and that's what you know? I, and that's what I was talking about like when you were saying like, man, I wish somebody had introduced me to the blues earlier. Yeah. It's like sometimes you're just not ready for something right. in your life. Yeah. It can be the greatest stuff, but 
you are where you are and and whatever's going on in your head you've got to be ready for there's a great album one of my probably one of my all-time favorite albums it definitely be in the top 20 i guess or top 25 is temple of the dog Mm -hmm. and um the first time i heard it it's a lot of it's kind of slow and the first time i heard it i just i was like "Eh, eh, Mm -hmm. whatever i knew Mm -hmm. the like the hit that had come out and i was like nah whatever and i just kind of panned it and then it just sat around for a while and it was probably like three years later and i was just in a point in my life i finished college and things were just kind of feeling like whatever and i threw it back in for some reason and it's now one of my favorite albums right. and it's just it, sometimes you have to things have to hit you at the right time and um i mean none of those yeah. songs changed no you know? right no it's i you mean that, i changed you, you, you know? or you opened up to it yeah when I, when I i mean when i was driving around with my dad and he was playing i mean i literally wanted to put a bullet in my head I could, <laughs> I, it was just it equal boredom to me yeah. you know it's just like I, another thing lately when i was a kid i couldn't stand um musicals yeah, I, mean, I liked West Side Story for some reason, and that was it. Yeah. And I just when couldn't. You're, when jet, you're a jet all the way from your first know. cigarette red to your to last dying day. <laughs> when you're a jet, you're the swingingest thing, little boy. You're a man, little man. You're a king. See, he wasn't kidding. I, I, well done. You, I, I still, but I hated all that stuff. Now let's hear Miss Saigon. No, yeah, no, right. <laughs> I still can't get into the Andrew Lloyd Webber stuff. <laughs> I don't but know. going back to like the stuff on, Penzance? on Turner Classics. <laughs> I suddenly like really like these Musicals. like musicals from the '30s and '40s and stuff like that. Yeah. So you've really, changed your really mind great. about Across the Universe? Well, no, that's oh. terrible. <laughs> that is that's not a musical. That's a Toyota Prius commercial. Lasts for nearly two hours. <laughs> you know, if you want to tell me that Bush is an asshole, you don't have to rap it in Beatles music. And <laughs> just tell me he's an asshole. Say Bush is an asshole. Yeah, right. Let's just be honest right. with each other. What's really going on here? Fuck up my favorite band. Just yeah, you, exactly. it's hard to sell that as a movie. Like that's the problem. You know, some guy walks out. Hey, Bush is an asshole. Bush is an asshole. And then walks off. He can sing it. It's Fine. But actually, in Hollywood, that yeah. movie would probably oh, yeah. get, oh, get green lighted in two yeah. seconds. Yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> so green, the green lit. I always me. hated. Yeah. I always hated. And I still do. I can't stand the type of dance that's emotional. Inter- you know, interpretive dance. It's interpretive dance. Yeah. It's like it's like I'm in the hands and the. Uh, and I, I've yeah. always thought that that is just masturbation. Just right. this is not about me as an audience member. It's about you right. feeling your thing and 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 whatever. So I'm. <laughs> I stayed away from dance completely. Then I started watching these old, like, um, not so much Gene Kelly, because he's a little more that interpretive type of thing, but um, Fred Astaire. Yeah. Like, you, you go back and you see these movies. Singing in the Rain. 30, well, that's Gene Kelly. Oh, that's, that's a great Gene movie. Kelly. That's okay, a great yeah. movie. But um, Fred Astaire made all these kind of quick movies in the, in the 30s. And when that guy dances, it's fantastic. And the reason is because it's not about him portraying any emotion to you he's impressing you he's like right. watch this shit yeah holy wow that's exactly that's what entertainment should be i don't get yeah. he could be right. happy he could be sad whatever he knew how to dance i'm expressing myself <laughs> oh, that's exactly what i used to think about uh, michael jackson right you know as a kid i would i had no real interest in being able to dance mm-hmm. but you kind of looked at michael jackson and thought but that would be fucking That'd cool be if fun. i could do that if i could go like, a like imagine i could yeah. do that you know yeah. Like just snap, pop, pow, yeah. whatever you know, and uh, it's yeah, like, that is like a dancing ninja or yeah. something. No, like that. that is more in that. <laughs> you know? That is more in that vein. But you couldn't drag me to some right. show on Broadway or right. off Broadway no, where people yeah. are <laughs> Garth Fagan right. and his bucket. Day. I don't fuck you. Why, I only have one life to live. <laughs> 
<laughs> Those are two hours of my life I'll never get back. Yeah. Uh, an interpretation through my body. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, somebody, when we did that um, that big uh, uh, charity, 500 Songs for Kids, have you yes, heard about this? Yes, I have heard yeah. of it. Yeah. And um, somebody, a couple songs before us, did, uh, remember, oh, yeah. did... Um, mm-hmm. I think it was to NXS's uh, "Could Never Tear Us Apart." Maybe, yeah. Is I that think the you're song? Right. Wow! And um, look at you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ooh. Where am I? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So these two girls did, and you know, you know, God bless them. They were good-looking girls. You know, they're in their tight things, and they look pretty good. Yeah. But th- that's as far. You know, I want to watch who, that. Who for was two supposed seconds. to sign up for this charity thing? Yeah. Bands. Yeah, right. <laughs> that bands. we're gonna right. perform, perform cover songs. The songs. If, see, if somebody says, if I hear. Interpretive dance. Yeah, it's time to Run empty in the my other bladder, <laughs> my nuts or just get, some, right get up something into my drink. Body. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, that is just uh, like I said before. I'm breaking the y-axis when I hear that oh, one. Yeah, I'm great. We confused. just lost our interpretive dance audience. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> ourselves? We can't, Eric. You don't understand. We can't afford to lose anybody. <laughs> Let me speak to all the budding interpretive dancers out there. <laughs> That's right. You need to get a job. That's right. You need to do something Go back to worthwhile school. with your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about how your body interprets the world around you. <laughs> really? You interpret well, you it, don't care, uh, Eric. You, you, you interpret but. it like serpentine. <laughs> I, what does it mean even? <laughs> no, get out of here. Come on. We've hit a nerve. I know. But do you like uh, you know, abstract art? Yes, I love abstract art. I mean, I, I guess a lot of people would argue is there kind of a difference i don't know uh you know look there's there's good art and there's bad art doesn't matter what it is but a difference between that and interpretive because it's their interpretation and i'm supposed to somehow figure out what the how they they're interpreting whatever they're interpreting and i i don't know it's much more um, you can get the complete wrong message from an abstract piece of art but still like the art still like it right right so i think that's kind of the difference like they're kind of and they're they're not really giving you much you know yeah to me all art the best art, I don't care what it is, leaves leaves a question mark more than the answer. Like I, the to me, the worst kind of art is like when you talk about paintings. The worst kind is political art. You know, machine guns pointed at the planet and that kind of bullshit. Because <laughs> right, right, right. the artist is telling me this is what you're supposed to think about right. this yeah, right now. Nothing yeah. to interpret. But the best art is Magritte. You know, uh, this is not a pipe. My favorite. You ever see that? No. It's just a pipe. And it's called, this is not, <laughs> not a pipe. A pipe. <laughs> and you look at it, you go, no, it's not a it pipe. It's, a, it's, it's paint. Right. You know? <laughs> and then you start thinking. You know? And, and, and you, you see, it, it opens up this whole thing. It's like, well, that's just a catalyst for my brain to open up yeah. and for me to look. You know? It's no, like, it's, this is not a pipe. And you start thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I love that. I love pipe. anything that hits with a just yeah. kind of gets you where you where you live and just you know it's beyond words. I mean, great well, art to I, make I, people you can't think. put words to it. You know, yeah. you, you, you have just to go, make wow. people. You have to take that chance to make people think. I, sometimes we used to we got into this discussion when it was like, do you put lyrics? Like, I get an album, I want to see the lyrics, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when am I really listening? When the lyrics right. are not in front of me? And right. we talked about that when we were doing CDs. You know, it was like. The first thought was like, okay, are we going to print up the lyrics or, you know, let's get our lyrics together and all this stuff, his and then mine, you know, whatever. And I was just, I've always been like, no, I don't want to print up the lyrics because right. I want people to sit and listen There's to it and to figure it out. Right. Well, I want them to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and if they want to know what the lyrics are, then they'll listen and they'll think and then I'll know the, 
they're maybe putting a message together. I think it's all feel, right, with the band. Yeah. So I, I remember like in the 90s, there was a movement. There was an actual right. movement. Was there a movement? No one should ever have lyric seats. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe sometimes, sometimes and maybe not. Should. I think, right. you know, it's, it's all, that's the, the, the thing about artists, no matter what kind of artist you deal with. They're so in love with rules. It's right. amazing because <laughs> they've become artists not to, to be, break the but rules. They, but artists, but then there's faux pas. They think there's oh, faux pas. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's always the, this group who thinks that you use this color, and there's that group that oh would never use that color, yeah. and spends a lot of time making fun of the group that would use such a color. <laughs> right. And it doesn't matter what it is. Artists are some of the shittiest people in the world. <laughs> they, they are some of the cattiest, and they always have to. There's so many artists who have to be fighting against some other school of thought right. yeah. in order to wake up in the morning and do their and thing. But yeah, the truth is... have to have a fight. And, and it's, it's very interesting. It's very easy for people to say, well, all abstract art is shit. Yeah. You know? Well, you know what? Some of it is. But uh, Jackson Pollock, yeah. I, can't, I can't explain it to you. That famous painting of his, you know, I can't explain to you why that resonates or why it's good. But the easiest thing in the world is to pontificate on that and say, oh, you can vomit on a, you know. No, you couldn't. Right. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> you could not vomit that up. It means something. Yeah. You yeah, might but, get close. Right, but there's an awful lot of people who do stuff like that, and it is crap. Yeah. You know, and, and some people should should use this color, and some people shouldn't, and some will use it well, and some won't. But the idea that everything should be done this way, no one should ever have lyrics, a right. lyric sheet, because I don't like it. Right. Well, fine. You know what? You don't have to read the lyric sheet. Don't read the lyric sheet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's the thing about art in general is like, you know, it's almost it's so funny that we have people that review things. You know, review right, art. I mean, right. art is there to be enjoyed for the people who want to enjoy it. Right. If you like a song, well, it doesn't matter how, what's good and what's right. not. You know, and who's there's, that's there's really why. nothing that's good and bad. It's whatever people. I'm glad you want. brought us to this in our third hour of our telethon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a oh, big here we go. piece yeah. of shit. There yeah. is absolutely no purpose and no good purpose, no yeah. good reason for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. Music, musicians, I'm calling the wife. We're not getting out of here anytime soon. <laughs> musicians are not athletes. No. The, yeah. A guy hits many home runs, whatever. It's a different thing. Now, should there be a museum? Yes. I can go to and see the Sgt. Pepper outfits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. A celebration of rock and right. roll. Absolutely. But does anyone, oh. even people who support the rock, rock and Roll Hall of Fame, does anyone say to themselves, well, I guess they are a good band yeah. if they're right. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> it has no, no legitimate fun. purpose whatsoever. It's just another reason to have yeah. another uh, award show. Oh, yeah. because we you all. Know? Oh, man. Don't we all love it when, when Bruce Springsteen, yeah. Lou Reed... Tom Petty, Eric and that, Clapton, that yeah. guy in Cream who wasn't Eric Clapton, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who looks like he was burned in a house fire from the Doors. When they all get on stage <laughs> together, <laughs> there's nothing. You mean Ray? <laughs> oh, the, no, Ray looks good. Oh, okay. uh, the, the uh, and the, the other, you know, it's just the, the jams. <laughs> but I, I don't like oh, the oh, jams are the worst. Oh, with the different people, it, uh, it you just doesn't make think, any sense. You wouldn't think with all those great musicians on stage, you could. Fuck up a song. Oh, like, yeah. as you, I mean, it's because you know what you're doing. People don't realize is you're going for the medium. You're going for the mediocre because you can't right. have Springsteen and Bono doing what they do because right. it'll go in two different directions. Right. So they both have to find the common ground.
ground. Yeah. And Clapton and, and whoever else is playing have to find the common ground. And what you end up with is ten people playing rhythm guitar. Yeah. <laughs> and just sort of getting the thing over and over and over again. And then, and, they, they, and then they do that thing, okay, now you right. step out. They're, yeah. they're, they're even, you know. They're either not trying to step on each other's toes or they're trying so, to blow each other off the stage. Right. right. You know? And it's just, and it's neither not, And either way, it doesn't work. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah, should I, go yeah. away. Big and Star's what? never going to get in. And Big and Star's never going to get in the Hall of, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You want, you want to know why? Abba's in before Kiss. Abba before Kiss. Yeah. And the reason the Big Star will never get in is because they didn't sell any albums. Right. But, you know, you can't. What they did to music by the people who bought the album starting bands, and you know, you wouldn't have the what Wilco became. You wouldn't have an awful lot of things out of because of this one band out of Memphis, Tennessee. I'm not saying they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm saying they're evidence that there shouldn't be a Rock and Roll Hall. Of right. Fame. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm off my. You know, just, I just hate that. It just, it just. We we already have. A shallow award ceremony right. for music. It's called the Grammys. Grammys. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> that's good enough. Yeah. You don't need another one. We don't need a lifetime shallow. Yeah, award according ceremony. to the sponsors, you do need another one. Yeah. <laughs> that's too much. Well, the the, the greatest Grammy uh, upset fucked up thing was yeah, the uh, Metallica thing. The, yeah, the Metallica thing. Yeah, with Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull. One right. greatest. Heavy metal, metal album, album of the year over yeah. Metallica. It was like the first year they came. Yeah. They decided, yeah. okay, right. now we're gonna we're gonna legitimize this genre right. that people have been buying millions and millions of records to, yeah. and we're gonna legitimize it because we'll put it on the Grammys now. Yeah. Right. And then they completely botch it <laughs> by giving cool it to thing Jethro Tull. The cool thing is they they pick a band that's not a metal band and a band that was of no relevance whatsoever in that time. year. Exactly, yeah. it, it wasn't Aqualung that they gave no. a Grammy yeah. to. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, yeah. thick as a brick. It was you know I think that album was called A or something. No one. No one heard it. No one heard <laughs> Too it. Too good. <laughs> the only thing you need to know is it was nominated for a heavy metal thing, and they have a flute player. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, thick as a brick. That's all there is to say. You ever go back to thick as a brick? No. That's yeah, one one, oh. one song, both sides of the album. Really? It tells a story of a kid who no, wrote a poem, and it was actually a good Jethro Tull album. I mean, oh. I don't know if I could hear it now all Not the way through, but next you're... time on Two Faces Radio, and the wise men don't know <laughs> how it feels to be thick <laughs> as a brick. There's a little taste. There's about 50 more minutes of that. Now, if that was a musical, would you go and see that? Of course I would. (laughs) Unless there's interpretive dance in there, of course. Aqualung, great song about a pervert. Come on. All right, listen. I gotta, I gotta call it quits because oh, I've gotten, you need to go. I've, cu- I've gotten two calls from my wife. How important do you think you are? And we're supposed to go to a Christmas thing tonight. So. Well, yeah. it is Christmas season. Merry yeah, Christmas! I think to everybody. this is long enough. Uh, yeah, it's been long enough. And I think I'm supposed to be there at like six. I mean, how much five. more entertaining can we possibly be? Merry Christmas. Well, we can be a lot more. Happy Christmas, as uh, John Lennon used to say. Yeah. Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Christmas. That just Happy ended. Happy Christmas. Ha- Hanukkah just yeah. Hanukkah's yeah. over. Hanukkah's over. Your eight so nights of fun are gone. And, uh, That's it. No more entertainment. We might be talking to you before New Year's. Yes. You, um, them? The people you're talking the about? The people. Our listeners. Our listeners. Yes. If not, we'll see you in 010. Oh, wait, that doesn't wow. make sense. 2010. 010. Well, it is 010. Yeah, I, I don't know how we're going to do that. It's 2010. 2010. 2010. We'll see you in 10. I like 2010. Um, listen, if we don't talk to you, Ton of Honey's playing at Darwin's January 8th. It's a Friday. Yeah, come on out. Um, Rock and roll nights at Darwin's now. And then you're playing with East Pond Soul Faction on the 13th? Yeah, yes. I believe at Smith's, correct? And, yeah. And if any of you and dancers other. or tall people stand in front of me at that show. You bring your a, harmonicas. Bring your harmonicas. You're getting a pounding. <laughs> and I believe we have something else. The 16th at... 
the Highland Ballroom. Oh, okay. Where we will be there with Newberry Jam, and All that's right. that's a Saturday night, so that should be a but, uh, fun evening. And when do we start our video? For ton of fun. Ton, ton of honey. Ooh, ton of fun. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you? We got to give you the album. Why don't you finish your driving and crying? Song you'd want to do. The I don't want to spread you too thin. I like to work like who needs sleep. <laughs> um, but as for uh, well, what you're promoting, let's promote the the driving and crying. Driving show. and crying. If it's before the 26th, when you're listening to this, yes, holiday yes. hangover show, Tabernacle, Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, uh, that'll be cool. Especially if you got if you've been a fan for a long time, we want anybody, but me personally, with my crew out there, right, we'll be looking for stories and stuff. And I, I will tell you this. I'm talking to the band about I want to do some unorthodox things that night with the band and the crowd and oh, whatever. Cool. And so we'll, <clears throat> I'm looking for it to be a special night. All They're right, always cool. great, but we want to do something, some more special cool. stuff. Cool. All right. Well, I want to nice. do that. And then, of course, uh, look, if you deadbeats have not listened to the regular guys show yeah, seriously. at all or recently, start tuning in every morning, yeah, if they haven't listened 6 to, to 10. On Rock 100.5. On Rock 100.5. No, I... I was uh, saying to me before I interrupt you and say if they haven't listened up to now, I mean, I'm making a living. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't need I don't you, but care. you might like right. the show. Check it out. And then if you're like me, you know, you can't listen much in the morning podcast. Go to the Regular Guys official podcast. On iTunes. On iTunes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, podcast show. You can listen to the whole damn thing. And uh, as for Brian McClenning sitting across from me. And my name is Ira Malkin, our special guest, Eric Von Hessler from The Regular Guys. Thank you very much for listening. And as we always like to say, save, save it, it for, for the, the show. show. Save it for the show.